Good morning, everyone. It's Sunday morning, and I get to come and preach to you. And I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful for every single day that I get to be here preaching to you. I'm also thankful, uh, Jason Gant and I, my co-pastor, we, uh, we preach at a, at a local nursing facility to, uh, to the old folks and we're so thankful to, for that, uh, to be able to stand in front of hungry, hungry believers. They are very hungry. They, they love it when we come. They, they desire the, the pure honey of the word. They desire Jesus. Because it's much of what, much of all they have. Many of their family and their, and their friends have brought them and left them at that place and rarely, many of them rarely ever see their family members ever again. Maybe once or twice a year. It's, it's really sad that we as human beings can do that to our own flesh and blood. Cast them aside, toss them to the side, and turn away. And that is why that our brothers and sisters in the Spirit, that is why the Spirit is so much stronger than blood. So much deeper than blood. You know, they say, they say blood is <clears throat> thicker than water. Well, the Spirit is stronger than anyone or anything can ever be. The Spirit of God moving through us and connecting us to every other person that is also filled with that Spirit. The Spirit of Jesus is so infectious, so beautiful, so wonderful, so amazing. We are connected to each other and to our Lord God, the creator of all things. And that connection is greater than blood will ever be. Blood will end. Blood will dry up. Our bodies will die. But our spirits, for those of us who believe and follow Jesus, our spirits will live forever. And those old folks, they, they are so filled with the Spirit of God. God is their bread and butter. They only get to see their families a few times a year, but they get to feel and, and, and reap and the love of Jesus all the time. But they look forward to us coming. When I say reap the love of Jesus, I mean, Jesus' love doesn't end. He never leaves. He never goes away. He's always here. But many of us, through trials and tribulations, we think that, that, that He moves away from us because we're going through something. He never leaves. And those who believe, <coughs> who know that Jesus is Lord, they can tap into that love. When they need it most, they can tap into it. Knowing He's already there. Knowing He's already with us. But we can, 
We can reach out and we grab it. And, and the closer fellowship we have with God, the easier it is, the easier it is to be able to tap in to that bread and butter at work, that fellowship with God. Through the glory of God. Through His love. It's beautiful. Well, let's pray and we're going to jump into this. Father, we love You so much. Thank You, Father, for giving us this love that You've given us. Without You, there is no love. You are love. You are peace. You are joy. You are the king of peace. The king of light. The king of everything. The creator of all things, Lord. I pray that these words that I'm about to speak, I pray that these words fill us, awaken us, give us new life, and allow us, Lord, to move that much closer to you. Allow us to follow you. Allow us to live in you and through you and for you first and most above everyone and everything, Lord. Please, please awaken the sleeper. Open the heart of the unbeliever. And those of us who believe and who are awake, bring us in even closer, Lord. into your inner saint so that we can serve you and never turn to the left or the right seeking you walking in the spirit following you, loving you living for you and in you as you live in us Lord I ask and I pray these things humbly before you Lord in Jesus' name, amen. Alright, uh, before we get started, uh, we're going to be in John chapter 8. And then we're going to go to Ezekiel chapter 18. God has been speaking to me through Ezekiel lately. Whew, man, good stuff. And then we're going to go back to John chapter 8. And then we're going to finish up in 1 John chapter 2. And uh, let me tell you... Uh, what God was giving me when I was writing the sermon yesterday, I mean, this sermon could have been three hours long, as much as I wanted to put into it. So I have a feeling that we'll be touching back on this real soon. I mean, there's been times in the past that I've preached from one, from one Sunday to the next, the same topic, yet two different sermons. The same word, but from two different directions. Much like the Gospels. The Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All four of these Gospels are tellings of Jesus. They are Jesus' life. From the beginning, through, through Him walking upon the earth, through His physical death and His resurrection and His ascension, from four different perspectives. Some things are the same, but a lot of things are different, and there's things in there that, like each one of them, 
has a level of clarity different than the next. So, there's been times when when my sermons are about the same thing. In fact, most of my sermons are about Jesus. All of my sermons are about Jesus. His goodness and His love and His life. And yet, the destruction that's coming, the pain that's coming, because it's coming. Of course, all of us believers, believers and followers in Jesus, we know pain. We know destruction. Because this world, this world is against us. So we're prepared, we are prepared, we are ready for the coming destruction. Because that destruction leads to heaven for us. If we die before that comes, then we're in heaven. When Jesus returns to the earth. And if we don't, then we get to be alive and ascend to heaven. And our bodies, which are full of sin, will change as we ascend. We'll be given incorruptible bodies. These sinful bodies will never leave this planet. But our spirits, if these bodies fall before we die, our spirits will ascend and we will be given incorruptible bodies. And if we're alive when Jesus comes and takes us, then these bodies still remain and we're given incorruptible bodies. But there will not be a single brick. Eyes won't close here. As they do now. But we know Destruction. We know pain. We know misery. But we also know Jesus. And through that pain and that misery and destruction, we are made stronger. But what of those who don't believe in Jesus? It's written that they will hide in caves. They will beg for death. So they don't have to face God. It's also written that all they have to do is repent. That of the coming destruction, even after we are taken, everyone who comes to believe through the, through the rest of the tribulation, through the wrath, through the trumpet blows, through all of it, all of those who come to believe will still be redeemed. Those who come to believe and repent will still come to live in the new heaven and the new earth. Those who don't believe can't repent. So they have to believe first. And it's up to us to show them the way. Again, we're going to be in John chapter 8. Ezekiel chapter 18, John chapter 8 again, and then 1 John chapter 2. Okay. 
So, starting off in John chapter 8, verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. He that followeth Jesus shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. You've, it's been written. That because we have Jesus in our heart, we are the light of the world. He is the light of the world, shining through us. We are not the light. He is the light, living within us. And through His light, we shine. Everything that we have, everything that we are, everything that we will ever be and have ever been is Jesus. We have no power without Him. Someone the other, the other day was talking to me like, you know, Samson wasn't actually, I mean, he wasn't strong. I mean, he was strong for the time, but he wasn't really, you know, he wasn't superhuman. And I'm like, well, you're right. Because his power came from God. Well, yeah, but, but he wasn't that strong. Yes. <laughs> yes, he was. For every time he, now, for the time, just his physicality, he was peak physical condition. But every time he used a feat of strength, it said the Spirit of the Lord moved within him. The Spirit of the Lord filled him. The Spirit of the Lord was within him. When he took down a thousand men with but a donkey jawbone, when he tore chains off of his body, Samson was strong because God literally was his strength. <clears throat> that was his power. But, so he lost, he lost that strength when he got his hair cut. That hair was a physical representation of what we go through every single day. That hair was a physical representation of his faith. He fed into lust. He gave over the secret of his strength to his lusts. He gave into sin. And that sin corrupted him. And he lost his faith. And when we lose faith, our connection to God is greatly weakened. Then, all the sins and the destruction and the darkness of this world can corrupt us. So after him being tortured brutally and his eyes gouged out, he found it within himself to pray and ask God to fill him and give him the strength to stand up. And the Spirit of the Lord filled him. 
and he toppled the building that he was at. He died. Physically. But he lived. Do not lose faith. Do not lose faith. Faith is our connection. Faith is belief and trust in Jesus. Jesus is the light of the world. He that follows Jesus shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Have faith and follow Jesus. And you will never die. This body will fall, but these eyes will close, and our real eyes, our true sight, these physical eyes will close, and then we will see in a way that we never have before, and we will never see in a way that we have from the beginning. We will see the light as it truly is. And we will live within that light with God forever. With God forever. Turn your Bibles to Ezekiel chapter 18. I'm going to read 21 through 32. <clears throat> Excuse me. But if the wicked will turn from all his sins that he hath committed, and keep all my statutes, and do that which is lawful and right, he, he shall surely live, he shall not die. All his transgressions that he hath committed, they shall not be mentioned unto him. In his righteousness that he hath done, he shall live. Have I any pleasure at all that the wicked should die? saith the Lord God, and not that he should return from his ways and live, the God, the God of all creation, our God, God Almighty, the one God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, he has no joy that the wicked will die. He loves all of his children. He loves all of his creation. If he did not love all of the humans within this wicked world, this fallen world, then he would have never sent Jesus because every single one of us had turned away again. We turned away and he flooded the earth. And we've all turned away again. And instead, he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus. That through him, we will know life and never know death again. God has no joy 
that the wicked shall perish. But the wicked are full of sin. And if you are full of sin, if you have sin within you, you cannot live in heaven. The only way for sin to be removed from you is for you to be reborn in the Spirit. The only way you can be reborn in the Spirit is to know Jesus. To ask Him to come live with you in your heart and to follow Him. You must follow Him. Just belief. Just standing on belief and never moving towards Him. No good works. No following. No serving. Just standing on belief and leaving your faith with that belief in that one place as you live within this wicked world is not good enough. You have to. You have got to believe and follow Jesus. And you will be saved from your sins. Your sins will be washed your spirit will be reborn. No longer is your soul bound to your flesh. When you are reborn in the spirit, you are a new creation created by God. And that creation is incorruptible. That spirit is incorruptible. But your sin still is still in your flesh. And your flesh still sins. So you have got to always be moving towards God. Following Him, seeking Him, serving Him, and repenting, repenting, repenting. Repent, repent, repent. When you sin, say, Jesus, please forgive me. Help me not to sin in this way again. Deliver me from my sin and help me, Lord, to be forgiven. And it will be forgiven and it will be forgotten if in your heart you believe and desire to live for Jesus. For God knows your heart better than you do. I've been drilling this for over a year. Belief and follow. Believe and follow. Belief and following Jesus. You have to believe and follow. It's not saved and done. One saved and that's it. You're good. You're going to heaven no matter what. It's not like that. Once you're saved, you have got to turn away from your iniquity, turn away from your wickedness, and follow Jesus. God has no pleasure that the wicked should perish. So when the wicked come to know Jesus, when they believe in their hearts and they turn from their sin and they ask Jesus to live within them and they follow Him and they serve Him, no longer are they condemned. We are not condemned. If we follow and we seek Him and we serve Him and we keep His commandments... 
Will you sin? Yes. Will you stumble? Yes. But if you try, there are sins that you can choose not to do. If you choose to turn away from those sins and you seek Him, and when you do sin, you repent and you ask for forgiveness and you continue to seek and follow Him walking in the Spirit, you will see heaven. But if you stand on that belief, and only that belief, and then you live your life in this fallen world the way that you want to live it, through sin and filth and destruction and chaos. If you live for money, and you live for sexual relation, and you live for iniquity, if you live for stuff, if you live for your belly to fill it, if you live for this flesh, for fornication and lasciviousness and wickedness and evil, if you live for that, but you believe, then you have fallen. You believe, but you don't love Jesus. Let's read up. Verse 24. But when the righteous turneth away from his righteousness, and committeth iniquity, and doeth according to all the abominations that the wicked man doeth, shall he live? All his righteousness that he hath done shall not be mentioned. In his trespass that he hath trespassed, and in his sin that he hath sinned, in them shall he die. He being everyone, man and woman, every living human being is he. The age of man. Verse 25, Yet ye say, the way of the Lord is not equal. Hear now, O house of Israel. We are the house of Israel. Now. God is speaking to the house of Israel. At that point in time, the house of Israel were the chosen people. At that time, the house of Israel, I have a little cactus down here that keeps poking me in the leg. At that time, the house of Israel were the only chosen people. But now, through Jesus, through His love, through His spilt blood, through His death and His resurrection and His ascension, we who believe and follow Jesus, we are the house of Israel. And we will, at the end, when God creates a new heaven and a new earth, and that new heaven's name is Jerusalem. New Jerusalem. We will live in Jerusalem with God forever. We are the house of Israel now. We are the chosen. Believers and followers in Jesus are the chosen. Here now, O house of Israel, is not my way equal? Are not your ways unequal? 
our ways are unfair. The rich get all the power and all the fun and all the happiness. They get to fill themselves beyond what they need. And the poor get to live in the dirt. Get to be covered in lice and hurt and burn and sting and die in misery. That is our way. And everyone in between Well, they get to feel a little bit of the what we consider good, and they get a lot of the bad. But if you believe in Jesus, even if you're covered in lice, and naked, and living in a hole, and hurting, and burning, and stinging, you are saved. You can weather that darkness. You can weather that pain knowing that your suffering will end and you will only know peace and joy and happiness forever. But a little while we suffer. For what is 120 years, which is the life of a man? What is 120 years compared to eternal life but a speck in the wind? God's ways are equal. Our ways are unequal. Verse 26, When a righteous man turneth away from his righteousness and committeth iniquity and dieth in them for his iniquity that he hath done, shall he die. <clears throat> Again, when the wicked man turneth away from his wickedness that he hath committed, and doeth that which is lawful and right, he shall save his soul alive. <clears throat> so if you're a good man, in all your goodness, if you live a spirit-filled life, a God-filled life, and you serve God, and you seek Him, and you follow Him, and then you turn from that righteousness, that truth, the truth of Jesus, the truth of eternal life, if you turn from desiring to live for Jesus and you turn to this wicked world, to this fallen world, and you live within your sin and you turn your back on God, you will die in your sin. If you turn away from Jesus and you seek only darkness, if you seek only wickedness, if you seek the heathen and their approval, and you turn not back to God, you will die in your sin. It is not saved once and saved forever. It is saved and serve God forever. Saved by Jesus and serve Him forever. For all the goodness you've done in your life, if you turn away from God, if you turn away from truth, and you seek wickedness, you will die in your sin. Verse 
verse 28, because he considereth and turneth away from all his transgressions that he hath committed, he shall surely live, he shall not die. Turneth, let me, turneth away from all his transgressions. This isn't still, you know, still, still live within the world, but also serve God. Still, still feed, you know, some of the, the wickedness, but you know, also, you know, preach the word or speak the word or, or, or love God. This world today will say, well, Jesus is love. So since he's love, since I love someone of my same gender, even though it's written in the Bible, that's a sin, God is love. So since he is love, it's okay for me to love someone of the same gender and marry them and have sexual relations with them. It's okay because God is love. I still believe. I'm not really following, but I believe. No. Because he, he being all of us, man and woman, humanity, because he considereth and turneth away from all his transgressions that he hath committed, he shall surely live and he shall not die. You must turn away from all of them. Will you stumble from time to time? Yes. But you have to leave. It's a lifestyle change. Jesus. Living for Jesus is a lifestyle change. This is what I tell everyone. You have to change your life and live your life to serve Jesus. Turning away from your sin. Completely turning away. When you stumble, you repent, you stand up, you get back upon the path that God has for you. You walk in the Spirit, you follow Jesus, you serve Him. You don't stumble and then turn headlong and dive back into the sea of wickedness. And then stand on the foundation that, oh, well, well, I love Jesus and Jesus loves me. And since Jesus is love, and since I love him and I believe in him, then I can do whatever I want. That's not what God said. God said you must turn away completely from your iniquity, completely from your sin, and seek only him, knowing that the flesh is weak, knowing that you will have to repent and ask for forgiveness constantly. Verse 29, Yet saith the house of Israel, The way of the Lord is not equal. O house of Israel, are not my ways equal? Are not your ways unequal? This fallen world is unequal. Therefore I will judge, O house of Israel, every one according to his ways. His meaning my ways, her ways, the ways of the nations, the ways of all the people of this world. 
everyone according to his ways, saith the Lord God. Repent and turn yourselves from your transgressions, so iniquity shall not be your ruin. Turn away. That means if you are turned towards the darkness, you completely turn away and follow Jesus. Verse 31. Cast away from you your transgression. Cast away from you all your transgressions. Whereby ye have transgressed. And make you a new heart and a new spirit. For why will ye die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of him that dieth, saith the Lord God. Wherefore turn yourselves and live ye. God doesn't want us to die in our sins. He doesn't want us to die in our iniquity and our wickedness. He wants us to live for Him. He wants us to follow Him and to seek Him and to serve Him. Believing in our hearts with Jesus living in our hearts with us. Not our, not our fleshly hearts, our spiritual hearts. My spirit lives with the spirit of God within me. And when this body falls, his spirit with mine will ascend to heaven because only, I can only go to heaven through Jesus. So only can I go to heaven with his spirit in mine and mine in him. There is only life through Jesus. Only through His way. Narrow is the gate. And straight is the way to righteousness. Wide is the gate. Wide is the way. To destruction and death. A friend of mine, Rhonda, we were speaking to her. Rocket Rhonda Kinley. We were actually talking to her about this uh, yesterday. It's funny when she was when she was talking to me. I was just like, "Wow, I, this is literally like my sermon." <laughs> God is good. I I didn't I didn't say much about it because I was just kind of in awe. Even though I serve such a wonderful and amazing and loving and caring and powerful God, I am still awestruck. Every time he's like, I see you. Oh, hey, hey, how you doing? Oh, hey, yeah, I'm here, I'm here. I'm still in awe of his majesty, of his absolute glory. When I pray, and I, and he hears my prayers, I know, and I get, sometimes I just get a nod for that prayer. I am awestruck, even though I believe and I know, and God moves constantly. I constantly see Him everywhere that I look, and He constantly speaks to me and moves through me. I am still awestruck that the God of all creation, who created the entire universe and everything in it, 
and created every speck of dust and every blade of grass and every bird that flies in the air. The God that created me still hears everything that I say and knows me. So good. Let's go to John, back to John chapter 8. I'm going to read 21 through 32. John chapter 8, 21 through 32. Pardon me. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whither I go, ye cannot come. Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself, because he saith, Whither I go, ye cannot come? And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath, I am from above. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. Verse 24, I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins, for if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus saith unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true, and I speak the world, I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. <clears throat> Pardon me. Verse 27, They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. He's talking about when he's raised up and crucified. Verse 29, And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. As he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye cannot, no, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If ye continue in my word. If we continue in his word. That is following him. If we follow him and continue to follow him. We are his disciples. But, as God spoke to Ezekiel, if we follow him, if we have been diligently following him, if we have followed him our entire lives, and then we turn away, and we turn back to this wicked and fallen world, and we turn back to our iniquity, and we completely turn away from him, and we seek our own desires, we will die in our sin. And make no mistake, you can turn away from Him and still believe. 
if you turn away and you seek your own desire, you still believe that Jesus is Lord. And you know He's there. You know, He's waiting for me. But I just want to kind of live, you know, for myself for a while. But, you know, I believe. And my belief is there with my faith. But, you know, I want to, I want to just live in the world for a little while. I want to, I want to walk in the mud. I like the way the mud feels between my toes. I believe. But I mean, I don't have to follow all the time, do I? I know when Jesus comes back, I'll, I mean, I believe in him, you know? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm gambling and drinking and partying Stepping on people left and right so I can get rich and have all the good stuff in life. I'm going on binges. I'm living for the stuff. I'm fornicating. I mean, I'm, I'm living in the world and I'm doing all this bad and evil and stuff with the wicked, but I believe. I do believe. I can live in my sin and believe. If I live in my sin and I believe, I'm still going to heaven. There's no in-between place. Church, there's no in-between place. God said, if you turn from your wickedness and you seek Him and you follow Him and you serve only Him, you will live. Believing and following Jesus, you will live. But even if you have, even if you have lived a spiritual life, even if you have lived a righteous life, a God-filled life, if you turn back to your sin, if you live in the wickedness of this world, You will die in your sin. There is no saved once and saved forever. If you are saved, if you are a born again believer, and the Spirit of God lives within you, you have got to live for Him, always for Him, unto eternal life. That is when this body dies and you live forever with Him. You can never turn away. You've got to live and walk in the Word of God. <clears throat> First John chapter 2. And this, this is the bread and butter right here. Chapter 2, verse 4 through 6. He, he being human beings, all of humanity. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we 
that we are in him. He that saith he, he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. You cannot love Jesus and not keep his commandments. You've got to keep his commandments to also love him. There's no middle ground. There's no, well, I believe over here, but I'm living for my sins. I'm not following, but I believe. Either you will die in your sin with the wicked and the fallen, or you will live eternally with Jesus. As a human being, we will stumble but we repent, we ask for forgiveness, we ask God to help us not to sin anymore, we get back up, we get back upon that path, and we follow and we walk in Jesus. We deny ourselves, we pick up our cross, and we follow Him. Deny yourself, He said. Deny yourself. Deny yourself of the wickedness of this world. There are many churches now that have embraced sin. They have embraced a new doctrine where they tell people that you can live in your sin and still serve God. You can live in your sin. But as long as you love God, you can serve Him. You, if you love God, even if you love money and fornication and wickedness and vileness and evil, even if you love it, as long as you also love Jesus... Not only can you go to church, but you can actually lead a church. There are pastors now that stand behind the pulpit and openly embrace their sin. And still preach as if they're following God. It's everywhere. Destruction and chaos and wickedness and evil is everywhere. This world is getting back to that place where it was when God flooded and saved two of every kind. And Noah and his family, they were all that were saved. They were all that was left that believed and followed Jesus. They were all that was left. That still served God. We're getting to that place now. Even churches, which are supposed to be havens and houses of God, are now corrupted 
and filled with iniquity. And instead of turning away from that iniquity, instead of teaching their congregation that you cannot live in this world and still serve God, that you've got to live for God. And serve Him and follow Him and seek Him and repent. And do not live and embrace your sin, but only embrace Him. Instead of teaching this, instead they're teaching, well, as long as you love God, you can do whatever you want. And that is wrong. That is false prophetism. False prophets and antichrists are everywhere. We as believers and followers in Jesus have got to live for Jesus alone. Quit letting the world keep you from the truth. Because even believers and followers will put God on hold. Well, you know, I, I know I should go to church, but I just have all this stuff that I need to do. How many of us say that? Well, well, well I know I should, you know, feed the poor, but, you know, it's, it's pretty hard. You know, gas is so high and food is so high. I'm just, I really need to take care of my own. Well, you know, I, I know I missed an I know I missed an opportunity where I could have told someone about Jesus, and it could have saved them from eternal death, from eternal damnation, from burning in the lake of fire. But you know, I'll get another chance. You know, maybe. You know, I got I got to think of my own. I got to think of my own people. I I, I know I probably should have. You know, kind of bridge the gap, you know, and talk to that other race of people over there and, 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 and let them know that I love them just as Jesus loves me, but I'm kind of just not comfortable. I see these things every single day and I know each and every one of you do also. If you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, then follow Him and lead others to follow Him. If there's anyone that's seen this video now, call me. My phone number is on there. The phone number to the church is on there. If you do not get an answer, leave a message and a number for me to get back to you. I will call you back. Or if you don't want to talk to a person, if you'd rather text it because that's more comfortable, then leave me your number and tell me to text you. I don't want anyone to miss out on eternal life. I want everyone to come to know and believe in Jesus and know and follow. Follow Him. Serve Him. Turn away from wickedness and sin and seek God and live eternally. The promise isn't that we'll have an easy life here in this wicked world. The promise is that when we die, our inheritance is Jesus. When we die, we will never die again. And actually, we'll never die. 
this body will die, but we will live. The promise is that when this body falls, our spirits will live on. And our spirit is not this. We'll still know each other. We'll still know everyone that we ever knew. But we will be alive and not burning in a lake of fire. And we will get to be with Jesus. He will no longer live above us. God will live amongst us. We will get to stand in his presence. I'm going to fall on my knees and on my face and I'm going to praise him. But I'm going to try to keep my head up so I can actually see him. I long to see him. To be in his presence, serving him forever. I long, I long for him. Choose to believe and serve him. Love him. If you love Jesus and you serve Jesus, and you follow Him, you will keep His commandments. If you are not keeping His commandments, then you don't love Him. There's no in-between. If you love Him, you have to keep His commandments and turn away from all sin, all iniquity. And when you stumble, you pick up and you repent and you say, please, Lord, forgive me. And you follow Him and you serve Him again. Stumbling is not turning away. Stumbling is stumbling. You trip a little bit. You're a little prideful. You're a little self-righteous. You you lied a little bit. Maybe you looked at something you shouldn't have looked at. Maybe you had a thought in your heart that you shouldn't have thought about. That's a stumble. A fall is turning away and going and living in that sin. That's falling. There are those believers and followers that have fallen and climbed back up out of that hole back upon their path. But it is a hard climb. I know. I have fallen. And I have dug my way out of that mud and drug myself back upon that path. But not by myself. God pulled me out of that hole. But I asked him to. I looked to him and I asked him to take me back. Many that fall and turn to their sin never turn back. Not even talking about those that have never known Jesus. That's why we as believers and followers have got to spread the truth to every single person we meet. And everyone we don't. 
That's why I upload to this video feed, hoping that people that I never knew will come to know Jesus. Or they, knowing Jesus, will, will get that spark within themselves to share the truth of Jesus with someone else. Church, we have got to start spreading the Word of God so that more will be saved. Because this world is falling into the eternal toilet bowl. If you love Jesus, you keep His commandments. If you keep not his commandments, then you don't love him. And if you don't love him, you don't know him. And if you don't know him, you're not following him. And if you're not following him, then you're living in this wicked world with the heathen. There's no in between, folks. Love Jesus, keep his commandments, follow him. And keeping his commandments is following him, and following him is keeping his commandments. or burn in the lake of fire with the rest of the heathen. No in between. Let's pray. Lord, please, I pray that this message does not fall on deaf ears. Let this message fill people's hearts and minds and spirits and let them come to know and believe in you, Lord, those that do not. And those that are asleep, that are just standing on the foundation of their belief and, and living in this world, Lord, I pray that this brings them to bridge that gap and follow Jesus and serve Him. And those that do believe and are following and are serving, Lord, I pray that these words will spark them to share the truth with others, Lord. Please, let these words bring life. Let these words show people the way to Jesus. Let these words with power turn the wicked to become children of light. Let these words with power, Lord, save lives. Please, Father, Continue to use me. Continue to speak through me. Continue to move in my life and move in the lives of each and every one of us who follow you and believe in our hearts that you are Lord. Knowing and believing and loving you, please use us to further the kingdom of heaven. To further the kingdom of God. Lord, I ask and pray these things humbly before you. As a servant, as a loving child of God, I pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope everyone has a really wonderful rest of your day and a really wonderful week. Please live for Jesus. Live not for this world. Don't desire the things of this world because every thing of this world will end.
including these bodies. But Jesus will never end. God will never end. And if we follow and we believe and, and we know in our hearts that Jesus is Lord and we serve Him and we keep His commandments, we will also live forever and never end. We, the children of God. God bless y'all.